And in the case of the Jakawi tribe, considerably longer. You're listening to Radioactive, and it's time once again to say hello to Radio 4 listeners who join us for the next program. So let's waste no more time on this sunny Saturday afternoon and join Mike Channel for Sports Wine. A very good afternoon to you, and what an afternoon we've got lined up for you this afternoon from Twickenham International Rugby Union. From Crystal Palace, the World Table Tennis Finals. From Brands Hatch. Underwater motor racing. And added to that, on the line now with some boxing news from America is Mike Cable. News from America now where the Scottish welterweight champion Jim Thug has lost his fight to American Jeff Davis. Jim sustained an eye injury after the second round but insisted on carrying on. He received a broken nose after the fourth but again resolved to continue. He was finally persuaded to pull out after the seventh round after his head had been severed from his body. Great, well, uh, let's hope it's not too serious. Uh, Some uh, soccer news just in. In the international being played this afternoon between Northern Ireland and ERA, Northern Ireland leads three all with 90 minutes to go. The the match isn't being shown on television live, incidentally, as uh, last year too many of the spectators brought their sets into the ground to watch. (laughs) You're listening to... Well, thank you very much, Mike. And over quickly to Mike Hubbard for news of the gymnastics. Welcome to the Michael Sobel Centre in North London for this international gymnastics match between England, Scotland and Czechoslovakia. And you join us as Elka Petsjedrovicevic, the 17-year-old Glaswegian. You join us as she takes to the arena. And she begins with a forward handspring, double somersault, then backwards into an Arab spring. Triple flick, flack there, a fly pigeon. Tummy turn, two belly flaps, a widgy wop, a backward turtle bit. A front clip body twist, a furk, a flage, and finally a squatchy curdle chomp. <laughs> well, that was pretty impressive, I must say. And yes, 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 I think she's ready to start. So it's back to the studio. Radioactive. This is Radioactive. You're listening to Good Day Sport, and it's time to join Mike Stand for the final stages of the British Grand Prix at Brands Hatch. Well, hello and good afternoon. And what an afternoon. Quite incredible. Here we are. Broken down on the M2 just outside Maystone. Still 20 miles from bloody Banzac. Yes, good luck, Mike. Uh, more... More soccer news now. The score in the match between Chelsea and Sheffield Wednesday has been yo-yoing to and fro all afternoon. It was Chelsea 3, Sheffield Wednesday 2 when we last heard. Uh, and I'm just hearing over my headphones, uh, Orient have pulled one back. The score is now 3-3. Thompson has scored from a penalty. And will I stop shouting into the microphone? Feeling good. Thank God I'm alive. Listening to... And now it's time for... Time for radioactive, time for 
Next item. <laughs> this week, Radioactive's own Moira Bullo pays her own first ever visit to a betting shop. Hello. I'd like to place a bet, please. Yes, what race? The horse race. Which one? Uh, the one they're showing on the telly. You're talking about the derby? No. No? Uh, sorry, yes. <laughs> That's it. The derby. I'd like to bet on it. I bet on what? The derby. Yes, what horse? I don't mind. <laughs> you have to choose one. Oh, all right. A white one. <laughs> a white one? Yes, that's my colour. Well, you need a name. Oh, I need a name. Well, can you suggest a name for me? I can think of a few, yes. Look, have... <laughs> have a look down the list of runners and choose one. That one. Which one? Bar. <laughs> you can't have bar. Why not? It reminds me of my husband. It's where he spends most of his time. <laughs> I'm not surprised. No, Bar isn't a horse. Well, bar is not a horse. Well, why is it running then? It's not running. Well, why is it in the list? No, what it means by Bar. Is it a sheep? Look, I'll just take your finger and put it at random on the list. All right, there. Ow! What's it say? Jack the Lad, ten to one. Right, that's settled then. You're betting on Jack the Lad. You're joking after the way he ran at Kempton. Just before we go over to Lords, a reminder that tomorrow afternoon the radioactive football team will be playing an all-star 11 and all the proceeds will be going to our special Help a London Junkie appeal. <laughs> Last year there was a tremendous turnout and as a result of your generosity we were able to provide the junkies with over £700 worth of hard drugs. <laughs> but now over to Mike Stand at Lords. I'm here at Lords with Richie Benno, a well-known Australian cricket pundit. Um, what's your assessment of the game at the moment then, Richie? Well, Mike, Botham does seem a little shaky, and I'm pleased to see that he is playing a defensive innings of cricket at the moment. As Capital Dev comes in, Botham plays a safety shot. For four. For four, as I expected. <laughs> well, Mike, Botham's looking stronger all the time to me, and I'm certain he'll be in for a long, long time. He's out. Unless, of course, he gets out. Well, very much as I thought, Mike. Uh, England 30 for 5, Richie, so presumably India should persist with um, the fast bowling tactic. No. No? No, I think they should bring on a slow off-spinner like Shastri. And, in fact, uh, they are bringing on Shastri to bowl to Gower. Well, as I thought, he should cause Gower a few problems as Shastri comes in and... Gower hits it for six. Gower hits it for six, as I thought. Very much as I expected, if Shastri will keep bowling these slow off-spin balls. But Gower, well in command, he should be in... He's out. ...the pavilion any minute now. <laughs> As I expected. Well, what marvellous cricket weather we're having, Mike. I'm sure the players are enjoying the sunshine. Well, um, we can ask them in a minute, Richie, as they race to the pavilion. Well, this is very much as I expected. Well, the very moderate success of the record This Time We're Going to Make It by the England World Cup squad was matched only by the very moderate success of the team itself in Spain. But never ones to be downhearted, the team have come back with their follow-up single, optimistically entitled, Next Time. <laughs> next time around, next time around, next time around we'll get it right. Next time around we'll win the fight. Next time around we'll win the World Cup, or at least we might. Sure. 
result just in, uh, this time from the second division, Leicester City 3, Crystal Palace 1. Uh, the scorer of all three Leicester goals was Jim Jackson, and all within the first seven minutes. That's quite some feat, I'm sure you'll agree. Uh, he was, however, able to get one back for his own side, Crystal Palace, before, <laughs> before he was substituted after ten minutes. Well, uh, so much for that, but let's go over now very quickly to Mike Stand again at Brands Hatch. Well, I'm indeed at Brands Hatch now, and it's tremendously close between Nelson Piquet and Nicky Lauda. And as they come round the bend, it's Piquet and Lauda neck and neck. And it's Lauda. It's Lauda. Lauda. It's getting so loud, I can't hear myself speak. Well, let's take a commercial break. Now it's time for Radio June? 
are you doing, Mary? I'm washing dishes. <laughs> Why, Mary? Because they're dirty, June. <laughs> oh, yes. You shouldn't be doing that, Mary. No? No. You should get a Perkins dishwasher. A Perkins? Yes. A Perkins will get it done in half the time, and you won't have to do a thing. Filling washed up with washing up? Then get a Perkins dishwasher. Cleans in half the time. Hello, June. <laughs> I just phoned up to say that I got a Perkins as you suggested. And has it made a difference to your washing up? Oh, not only that. Having a Perkins has brightened up my afternoons as well. How's that, Mary? Will that be all, madam? <laughs> Hello, honest Ron here. Have you and the missus ever wondered what to do late at night after the telly's finished? Well, that's where I come in. With Honest Ron's Book Club. Quality books by top authors such as John L. Carey, Doc Johnson and Charlie Fingers Dickens. Hear this testimony from a satisfied brother-in-law. Well, as you know, Ron, I've never been one for... reading. Reading, yeah. <laughs> And when your five out-of-work jockeys come round... No, the, the five book club executives. Oh, sorry, Ron. And when your five small book club executives come round to tell me about the merits of your books, I was somewhat churlish towards them. How was that? Oh, about with them, of course. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, shortly afterwards, I had an unfortunate accident when I slipped over a tripwire, which I must have put across my lawn and then forgotten about. <laughs> well, now I have plenty of time to read Honest Ron's books, what with having my legs in plaster. <laughs> honest Ron, Honest Ron, the others are a con. Honest. Out now on CBS Records, Bob Dylan's tribute to Bucks Fizz. <laughs> gotta be sure that you're looking. Hit the top, you gotta play around. And you will find that it comes a day for making a man Bob Dylan, whose own records have been selling very badly indeed, recently pays tribute to a group who have been doing noticeably better. Run for the sun, little one, you're an outlaw once again. From the man who brought you classic hits of the 60s, such as Blowing in the Wind and Like a Rolling Stone, now comes a collection of classics of the 80s. Well, I know it sounds funny, but I don't want to be in love. Just one episode, yeah, <laughs> A hit package, including in The Land of Make Believe, One of Those Nights, Making Your Mind Up, Dancing Queen, and oh, sorry, that's ABBA. One of Us, and oh, sorry, that's ABBA. Save Your Kisses for Me, and oh, sorry, that's The Brotherhood of Man. Anyway, a lot of great songs from the man who changed the face of the 60s, a tribute to the new faces of the 80s, and also on the same great LP, Leonard Cohen sings Tight Fit. <laughs> Fantasy Island, all we ever dreamed of. Ooh. All this and more from the 18 Bound 99.
Nigel Pry here at the Basketball International, where all around and beside me are very excited and on the court. The speed of the match is quite, I can hardly, and as I speak, a basket, and the speed is literally so fast, I can hardly keep another basket up with the flow. And it's end-to-end -end with both teams playing an absolute basket up the other, and it, and it goes, I can't quite see it. I can just get a basket, and it's literally a marvellous basket display. And now a long ball, great excitement, I'm on my feet. Is it, isn't it bobbling all over? And yes, basket, I've knocked someone's drink on the floor, completely drenched, scowling faces, I'm terribly basket. And now coming down the wing, a very angry basket holding an empty glass and as I try to look over his shoulder he calls me a basket picks me up picks me up the match getting closer now and as I speak it's a basket Nigel Bryan the basket and back to the studio well let's go over to a man with a dull voice for the racing results 320 adolescence handicap from Chadstow first impressions second night nerves Third time lucky. And, uh, and the 340 honeymoon handicap from Epsom. First are long, second in a minute, third dropped out after only 30 seconds. Well, Mike Flex here, and I've flitted over to the Winter Gardens for quite an occasion because tonight's big fight is about to start between those two old stages of the ring, Floyd Robertson and Henry Boy Cropper. Floyd's here already, and with him, his trainer, Antonio Fulkirk. Uh, Antonio, how's Floyd shaping up? Well, Mike, uh, many people think that too much boxing has made Floyd lose some of his marbles, but that's not true, eh, Floyd? No! No, it... <laughs> it's certainly not. Hey, hey! Hang on. Yeah? What's all that about my marbles? Nothing, Floyd. Has someone pinched my marbles? No. Has he got my marbles? Uh, no, uh, no, Floyd, I, I haven't. Um, well, a uh, historic meeting is now only seconds away. Seconds away? Hey, let me at him! Floyd, I Because Floyd's opponent and longtime friend has just arrived. Henry Boy Cropper. Boy, now, of course, 45 years old. It's the first time they've met for years and they should have a lot to talk about. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are you? Okay. How are you? Not bad. Who are you? No idea. I know you. Yeah? You got my marble! No! No, I haven't. I haven't even got mine. Well, who's got our marbles then? Well, this is Mike Flex here. Yeah, so yeah. He must have them. Oh, you do. got our marbles. Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, you you leave me alone. Leave my place alone. This is. Oh! Mike Flex! Over to Sorry. Mike Channel back in the studio! Thanks very much, Mike. And another quick piece of soccer news. Cliff Atkin, the £2 million West Bromwich Albion striker, has been put on the transfer list. And that must come as a bit of a shock to him, as he only signed for them this morning, uh, <laughs> having spent 24 hours on a £1.5 million transfer to Arsenal. Uh, that was after spending the weekend as a Nottingham Forest player, and before that, enjoying a very pleasant Friday evening on the staff of Leicester City Football Club, and most of Friday morning signing on for Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, Cliff, who receives 10% of all his transfer fees, is now a multi-millionaire and intends retiring from league football in order to learn how to play. <laughs> we continue now with another in our series of features concentrating on areas of sport that appeal to minority groups. 
Today, we turn our attention to the ancient art of sword fighting. And we are indeed fortunate to have within our number an adapter, herself a keen swordswoman, who is going to demonstrate some of the rudimentary principles. Thanks very much, Mike. Well, to start the ball rolling, as it were, I'm going to be showing Mike Hunt here one or two tips I picked up in my days at RADA. I didn't know you went to RADA. Now, Mike, if you'd like to begin with your sword in the starting position... When were you at RADA? Now, at this point, under the chin, <laughs> is one of the most vulnerable parts of the body, and these are precisely the points one should aim for in sword fighting, but, of course, avoid in stage fighting. Instead, the points one should aim for are the outside of the arm here... Whoops, steady, Anna. <laughs> it's OK, Mike. Just relax. It's all quite safe. And here. Ah! On the left arm. Now, obviously, uh, Anna. Uh, one may want to strike the opponent uh, lower down. You've, uh, you've just, uh... But again, one should aim for the outside of the body in the region of the upper thighs thus. Oh, caught my fingers. Now, generally speaking... Uh, can you stop for a minute? The most sensitive areas of uh, the body Anna. are the facial and groin oh, areas. So, <laughs> so any strokes, such as the upper swing between the legs, thus... <laughs> or the downward thrust, thus... <laughs> should be avoided. Oh. <laughs> That's oh. right, Mike, and jolly good. Oh. Now, Mike has remembered that a crucial oh. part of all this is the reaction of one's opponent. Oh, and some dear. very realistic acting going on there from Mike. Excellent. Oh, you cut my bloody <laughs> ear off. <laughs> you can always practice these moves at home, of course, but do make sure you're properly supervised. Fetch a doctor. And some of them can be dangerous. But for now, it's back to the studio. Radioactive. <laughs> Results. Service. Yes, indeed, we come to the big moment of the results service, and we start with Aston Villa versus Manchester City. Aston Villa 5, Manchester City 3. Villa winning by 5 goals to 3 then, but how well they realise now that had they scored 2 goals fewer this afternoon, they would have drawn this match. That's the harsh reality of football these days, where 5 minus 2 makes 3, and 3 each means a draw. But let's not take it away from Villa. They got 5 goals in the back of the net, and that's good enough for a win when the other side only get 3. City had 2 chances to score late on, which would have meant a 5-all draw, and yet they could have missed the 3 they did get, which would have meant losing by an even greater margin, namely 5-0. But as it was, they didn't, and the scoreline remains Aston Villa 5, Manchester City 3. Aston Villa winning at home again then. Uh, let's go over now to Southampton and West Ham. Southampton nil, West Ham nil. Well, a clean and sporting match marred only by the cynical murder of Keegan ten minutes in. <laughs> it's only a shame that the referee wasn't in a good position to see it. In the 27th minute, a diving header met Paul Goddard full in the stomach. And shortly afterwards, Trevor Brookings' head connected with Mick Channon's 53rd-minute fist, and a quick exchange of moves left both players on the floor. Then, in the 65th minute, a superb knee in the duelies from Alan Ball left David Cross without any support up front. <laughs> in the second half, Brookings played on manfully despite the loss of his leg in a tackle with Hinckley. Unfortunately, the referee was not in a good position to see it, but shortly afterwards, the referee was thumped between the eyes by Cross, and he was perfectly positioned to see that. <laughs> and at the nil, West Ham nil. Thanks very much, and for our next report uh, on the match between Manchester United and Spurs, we go over to White Hart Lane. 
Well, a very dull afternoon here at White Hart Lane. One consolation, there's been no crowd trouble, but the sad news is that there's been no crowd. Uh, yes, the Man United Spurs match being played this afternoon at Old Trafford, Manchester. So from White Hart Lane, Tottenham, it's back to the studio. <laughs> And finally, we go over to Notts Forest versus Liverpool. Well, throughout this match, Sunes in midfield for Liverpool has been like a rock, solid and determined, while Dalglish has been an absolute tiger up front, powerful, graceful, but always ready to strike unexpectedly. In the Forest defence, McGovern has been a tower of strength, tall, firm as granite, resisting every attack, while Shilton, stretching for everything, has been like a piece of elastic. Up front, Robertson has run like a terrier, four slightly stumpy legs and a little wet nose. Rush, Rush was, for me, a large green insect, while Tom was a giant carrot in a top hat. But the match really ended for me ten minutes from time when I was taken out of the stadium by two men in white coats. This is Dermot McElveney for Radioactive at Stanley Mental Hospital. Thanks very much. Well, uh, all those results mean this in terms of the pools check. Four home wins, 97 away wins, eight score draws, and three no-score draws. And as usual, you'll be able to see all three of those matches on Match of the Day tonight. Good day sport, here on Radioactive. And that just about brings us to the end of this afternoon's sport, and what an afternoon's sport it's been this afternoon. Just two pieces of news. Mark Cox has just beaten an opponent, and that becomes a personal best for him. <laughs> Don't forget to join us for next week's Good Day Sport, when we'll have boxing, hurling, diving, wrestling, shooting and spitting. And that's all in the football international between Italy and Spain. <laughs> Listening to Radioactive, starring Helen Atkinson Wood, Angus Deaton, Jeffrey Perkins, Philip Pope, and Michael Fenton Stevens. Music was by Philip Pope. The program was written by Angus Deaton and Jeffrey Perkins, with additional material from Michael Fenton Stevens, James Hendry, and the producer, Jimmy Melville. <laughs> <laughs>